Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. How you doing? What's going on? How you be? After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in your face and in your eye right now, courtesy of the Action VR Network. All right? com and all that. I am your man, the mayor, the handy, RM Desk, however you want to slice it. I'm in the building doing my sports fizzle, you know what I'm saying? Um, hope everybody out there is, you know, maintaining you know what I mean? Um, we're all in this thing together, you know, so um, I know where you're at. You're at home, so don't you can't front on me and say, oh, I was at the club and I was out here and I was, no, you wasn't. Knock it off. 
So, um, again, we're in the building, man, and hopefully it gets a lot better before it gets any worse. Um, you know, I miss, you know, being out, you know, being outside on a regular like y'all do, man. You know what I mean? But I, I think if you had a choice of uh, going out, I think we'd all keep our health. So uh, let's keep doing what we do. Um, find some things to do inside the crib, like me, for my, for example, man. I'm looking at the baseboards, straightening up the linen closet. You know what I mean? It's just this other stuff that you got to do. Read a book, man. You know what I mean? Um, learn something. You know, I'm trying to learn Spanish on the low. You know what I mean? So, again, um, it's definitely a time to um, reflect and all that, you know, um, you know, get to learn your family. And that might sound crazy at this point, you know what I mean? But it's it's uh, it's a lot truer than you would think it is. Learn your family, man, you know? Um, shout out to everybody out there that's trying to maintain. I hope y'all, you know, do, you know doing your due diligence, man. Um, make sure that the kids are okay. Make sure that the elderly, you know, people are okay because we got to, you know, we need them around, man, you know what I'm saying? And, um, again, man, it's just what it is right now, but... Tuesday night, we in the building, 8 to 10 p.m. You know how we give it up. I got my man Bob James in the house, a.k.a. Mad Miami Bob. He's in the building. He's going to get into that later on. He's got something to discuss regarding his Miami Dolphins and um, this uh, draft, the NFL draft that we um, just dealt with um, last week, Thursday through Saturday, was the uh, 2020 NFL draft. Very different. You know what I mean? Um, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into um, The Last Dance the documentary about, you know, Michael Jordan making his last run, champ, last championship run with the uh, Chicago Bulls. We'll definitely get into that. 954-246-0398 is the mathematics, and you know how we give it up, man. We've been doing this a long time. So um, bring your A game to the table. That's all we ask, and we're going to have some fun with it, man. Um, from the door, man, uh, they, you know, still trying to figure out how to – you know, um, save whatever, you know, parts of whatever, you know, basketball, baseball, football seasons. Um, hear it? You hear the clock ticking? You know what I mean? That's money going out the window. You know what I mean? To a certain degree, it's interest. You know, you don't want to lose money. You don't want to lose interest. Okay? Um, but I think that, you know, this is different than a situation like a strike or a lockout. You know what I mean? Because, you know, those things kind of like, you know, the, 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 the leagues turn their backs on the fans, you know, and then you worry about the fans coming back, whether the fans will turn their back on the league. Um, we had dealt with, not, you know, uh, 9-11 in that situation, but that was a, 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 a situation where we couldn't wait to get back to normalcy. And once we got back to normalcy, man, it was on and popping. Everybody was just happy to be out at the stadiums and, you know, having a good time and, and, and still, you know, knowing that, you know, we're here, we're in the building. But this right here, this is different um, on a whole different kind of level, you know. Um, we're losing people left and right, you know what I mean? Um, respect to you if you lost somebody, you know, in, in your family or uh, – you know, that you know, because I'm quite sure everybody knows somebody who lost somebody during this pandemic. You know what I mean? And um, personally, myself, I lost 10 people. You know what I mean? Just lost a couple of them a day. So, again, man, um, at the end of the day, man, all you got to do is just make sure that you and yours are okay and uh, hopefully everything, you know, things will work itself out. Um, 
again, you know, this pandemic is, is something that, you know, um, we, we, we just have to deal with, you know what I mean? Do your, do the right thing, man. If they say, you know, do practice social distancing, do what you got to do. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep it 150 with you. Okay. If you out there partying like them kids was doing in Chicago in that house with a house full of people, over 250 people in a house over the week in Chicago, partying, drinking, smoking, doing whatever they do. Okay. In the next couple of weeks, you turn around and, oh, uh, so-and-so got the coronavirus. I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. Now, I don't care. And, and see, you can, you know, you can have empathy for people, but if you don't have empathy for anybody else, why should somebody have empathy for you? And I'm, that, that's the thing I'm on. I don't really, I'm not even going to pretend. I'm not going to front. I'm not doing none of that because you jeopardize your life along with the life of a whole bunch of other people. And what I mean by that, not in a particular party instance, when the party's over, you going home and you taking that coronavirus home with you. So, and I don't feel sorry for you. If you can't just, you know, stay in the house, do do what you do. Stay away from that stuff. Be safe. If you can't do that, then why should I feel sorry for you when you get the coronavirus? To a very, very good friend of mine today, very good friend. Her daughter um, was diagnosed with coronavirus. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's not her fault. You know what I'm saying? She's a kid. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, and, and she's not even with her mother. Okay? And um, it's sad, man. You know, it's sad. They, you know, they just, you know, burying people with nobody there to, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, see them off. And, you know, they just putting them in body bags. And, oh, uh, it's, it's crazy. You know? And um, it's just, it's just really, really sad, man. And it's really, really serious. So if you're not taking it serious and you know how I give it up, I don't have no problem telling you how I feel about nothing. If you're not taking it serious, I'm not going to take you serious. And no, I know how to, I spit the ism. So again, at the end of the day, man, um, for each other. And if you choose not to stand over there by yourself, because I don't want to be nowhere near you or none of your ilk. All right. Um, this is after further review, man, 2.0, AKA the sideline pass. We rocking out, man. 2020 season. We got y'all, man. Um, NFL draft to me, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was different. You know what I mean? Um, it was originally supposed to take place in Las Vegas. They had everything set up where all the draft, you know, the, the, the top draft picks were going to, you know, arrive via, you know, a boat, you know, Las, you know, Las Vegas was going to, you know, do be bananas with it. They was going to take it to the, to the ninth level. You know what I mean? And um, it didn't happen that way. Everybody was, you know, Roger, the commissioner, Roger Goodell was at home. All the top draft picks were at home. Everybody was at home. So we got to kind of see, you know, um, how, you know, how people were preparing for it. People, some of the people were still dressing up like they had somewhere to go. You know what I mean? But I think that they were doing that because, you know, they were on TV. So you know how that goes. You know how that goes. So you don't want to look crazy on TV. But uh, a couple of crazy things did occur. Shout out to C.D. Lamb. Okay? Um, picked at number 17 by the Dallas Cowboys. All right? Um, he got drafted. Um, I guess, you know, his family was, you know, around him, sitting on the couch. He was sitting next to his girlfriend. I think that was his mom's. And when they announced that he was um, – and when I saw that, I, like, I, I'm from the hood. So I, I was thinking something else. 
You know what I mean? And apparently that's what, what that's what it was. You know what I mean? He, you know, his girlfriend wants to pick up the phone. He already had one phone in his hand. I guess he might have been talking to the Cowboys or whatever. But he had another phone, and his girlfriend picked the phone up. And he snatched the phone right out of his girlfriend's hand like, yeah, give me that. You know what I mean? So that, you know, to me, that was like maybe he, you know, she was trying to either say like, look, you know, we're about to be paid, about to, you know, Instagram, and you know how they, everybody wants to be famous now. And CD, you know, he cut that. He, and, and we have a saying in, in, in the hood, you cut the short shit short. Excuse my French. And that's exactly what happened. He cut the short stuff short. So um, a lot of craziness went on, but uh, also um, a bunch of, you know, very, very talented young football players are going to be entering the NFL, uh, hopefully in September. We probably won't see the um, kickoff of the NFL season until at least October. Because, again, for me, um, every day that goes by, you're going to have to add, you're going to have to push the beginning of, of, of season back two weeks. Okay? So for every day that goes by, one day equals two weeks. So for me, right now, we're at the end of April. Um, we should be, you know, you know, just, you know, grinding our wheels at the start of baseball season. You know, the NBA, you know, making us, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, and the same thing with hockey, making that run for the Stanley Cup playoffs and all of that. That's not happening. Uh, everybody's trying to figure out, you know, when, you know, when we're going to come back. Um, I think that, you know, for athletes, especially athletes that have families, this is, you know, kind of sort of a blessing in disguise. I don't know if that sounded right, but you're usually you're away from home at this point in the season. At this point, you're away from home, but now you're at home with your, you know, with your family and, you know, for what it's worth, your family's at home with you. So it's not like, you know, you get to take the kids to school or you get to go to their um, to their dance recitals or watch them play Little League. None of that. There's none of that happening. You know what I mean? So you're getting to, you know, become a little bit closer with your family, man, um, making sure that they're safe. I think that's the number one priority. And, um, again, man, you know, I know it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to deal with, but at the end of the day, we all deal with it. All right? This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. Skyline Pass nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the mathematics. We got the big homie, Mad Miami Bob, holding me down, holding me down behind the boards. We're gonna get into his Miami Dolphins, man. He got some things to say. He got some things to say about his Miami Dolphins, and we definitely. Um, let's just start it. Let's go. We're gonna try to run through a bunch of these drafts, man. Hopefully, we'll get to all of them. But I definitely want to get into. The um, document documentary, um, the Last Dance, uh, regarding Michael Jordan and his uh, run for that uh, sixth NBA ring with the Chicago Bulls. Great, great, great show. If you if you haven't watched it, um, it's on Netflix, so you know it, it'll be on. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, yeah, um, Netflix. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it'll be on Netflix, so um, it's up to part four now. So, again, um, make sure you check that out. Um, the episode uh, that, that was on uh, Sunday night was basically like, you know, Dennis Rodman. Uh, the, you know, Bulls had they had to basically grow up, you know what I mean? They, you know, ran up against those bad boy Pistons, and, you know, they had to learn how to win. 
And for me, that's just something that we talk about. We always talked about that. You know, the Pistons had to learn how to win. They had to learn how to beat the Celtics, okay? The Bulls had to learn how to beat the Pistons. So in the NBA, you have to learn how to win. It might take you a couple years to do it. But when you do do, you know, when you do get it done, it's, it's that much sweeter. So that, you know, that was kind of the focus of those episodes. And we'll definitely get into that, man. Um, let's start from the top. I got my man Miami Mad, uh, Miami Mad uh, Bob in the house with me. Um, I don't want to begin with that because I, I know he got some stuff that he want to say. So I want to leave that. You know what I mean? I want to let him get his get his temperature up a little bit so he could really spit that ism. I know Bob. He was behind the scenes, and Bob was like, "Yo." I'm not feeling this. And now when Bob says he's not feeling it, he got some things that he got to say. Um, so hang on for that, man. We'll be in the bill. We're here till 10 o'clock. So um, rock out with us. Let us know um, what you think about your team, your team's draft picks, um, how you feel about, you know, you know, the situation that we're in, what you got going on during this coronavirus um, situation. All right? Let's go, man. The Arizona Cardinals, okay? Um. Their best pick in the draft, in my opinion, was um, Josh Jones. They got him in the third round, an old lineman. Um, he may begin his career on the right side, uh, protecting uh, Jaco- uh, um, Kyler Murray. But uh, eventually, he'll probably move over to the left, you know, left, left side and be a good left tackle someday. Um, you know, people saying, you know, Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons was a bad pick. I don't get it. How does somebody that can play – you know, a hybrid, and what I mean by that, you can, he can, you know, cover receivers, he can play, you know, in the secondary, and he can play linebacker. So I'm not understanding how he set a bad pick. I had him set for the Giants at number four. I kind of wish the Giants would have took him at number four to kind of, like, stabilize and, and, and solidify that defense. But, oh, well, he dropped down to Arizona, and somebody, you know, a lot of people saying that, you know, that was a bad pick for them, and I don't believe that at all. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, um, Arizona had a you know very, very good draft. They they traded the second-round pick to get DeAndre Hopkins, a wide receiver from Houston, um, and, a, and a fifth-round pick to get Kenyon Drake. So they added you know, they added some um, bulk on both of their lines, offensive and defensive, which is what they needed to do as well. So I, I kind of like what Arizona did. I'm not mad at them. That's not my team, so I really don't care. But I think that, you know, they got Isaiah Simmons, one of the, you know, for me, top five players in the draft. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, they, they picked up um, a center, Matt Hennessy, in the third round. He should be, you know, the one that, you know, take over for Alex Mack when he's done. You know what I mean? But for now, they could still, you know, use him. He could still be utilized, probably play at left guard on the offensive line. Um, you know, they, they, they needed some help in the secondary. And they got, um, you know, A.J. Terrell. Might have, you know, somebody might have twisted their arm for them to make that pick. Um, but it filled the need. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, they had a pick in the second round, Mar- Marlon Davison, a defensive end from Auburn. He's going to help the defense as long, uh, along with Terrell. And then they had a, a safety in the fourth round, Jalen Hawkins. He may be a steal. All right. So what um, Atlanta did is fill some major needs in the draft. All right. And, you know, me and Bob, we're always talking about, you know, the, 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 the next situation. I think Atlanta might want to think about looking at the 2021 um, draft in regards to quarterback situation because Matt Ryan is not getting any younger. OK, so we'll talk about that. Bob, I know Bob's going to you know, chop that up a little bit. Um, the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> 
They got a kid in the third round out from Texas, wide receiver, Devin DuVernay. Now, every single highlight I watch of this kid, this dude is like the second coming of Jerry Rice. You know what I mean? He's making all the catches. He's, you know, leaving people in the dust that's trying to catch him. Um, you know, he, he, he wins on the one-and-ones. Um, you know, he's, Baltimore already has an explosive offense to begin with. All right? You put Devin DuVernay in the slot, that's definitely going to open up the passing game for them. Um, they also picked up J.K. Dobbins in the second round. I like J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Okay? So now you have to worry about Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, or the play action where he can get the ball to, you know, the, uh, to, to Devin DuVernay. All right? Um, they had six picks in the first three rounds. They, they made some trades and, and did what they had to do. They added a lot of good players. First round, they picked up Patrick Queen from LSU. Um, I think that, you know, Ozzie Newsom left the team in great hands with Eric DaCosta. All right? Um, you know, I think that, you know, being around, you know, watching what Ozzie Newsom does or did, um, he understands what it takes to, you know, keep a roster of, you know, uh, of, of quality players. All right? Um, keep an eye on the guy that they got in the sixth round, James Proche. He could be a steal. James Proche, he could be a definite steal for the Baltimore Ravens. All right? Um, the Buffalo Bills, they picked up defensive end A.J. Epenza, Epenisa, Epenisa, my bad. A.J. Epenisa. Epenisa. My bad. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate you. In the second round, um, you know, He'll be able to do what he does, man. Um, he's a solid pick. Um, they added some depth, you know, to, to, to what they do on the pass rush. Um, they also picked up the big homie, Jake from Jake from State Farm. I mean, Jake from Georgia. Um, you know, I think that if he goes in there with his mind right and, and does what he does, um, you know, people thinking that he's going to be a backup, you know. Um, yeah, he got picked up in the fifth round. But he's better than Matt Barkley, who's currently the backup quarterback to um, Josh Allen in Buffalo. Um, they traded their first-round pick to get Stephon Diggs from Minnesota, but they did do a, a decent job with the picks they had. They picked up Zach Moss in the third, um, who will be a nice compliment to running back Devin Singletary. Um, this team in the playoffs, but they'll learn from that. You know what I mean? So, again, um, you know, uh, we're like, you know, who's going to be the team to step up in the AFC East now that New England is probably, the, you know, they just do, you know, all caution to the wind, and they don't really even care about probably 20, the 2020 NFL season. All right? So who's going to step up? And I believe, you know, Buffalo has a lot to prove, okay? They want to prove that that, you know, that playoff loss in Houston wasn't a fluke. They, you know, Josh Allen, they had that game. They, they should have won that game. There's no excuse. But, again, at the end of the day, um, young team, they'll be back. They'll definitely be back. Um, Carolina Panthers, all right? Derrick Brown in the first round, he's going to be a first. He's going to be a force in the middle of that defense. And some people are thinking he may be the best defensive player in this draft. And, I mean, we'll get uh, a word from, from Bob on that. Um they got a cornerback in the fourth round, Troy Pride. I uh, he you know has some ability, but he's got to sharpen some things, man. Um, again, in the first three rounds of the draft, 
They really did their numbers. They picked up um, Derek Brown. They picked up Yatoa Gross Matos in the second round. He's a pass rusher. And then they picked up Jeremy Chin, all right, in the third round. So, again, this defense in Carolina really has some top, you know, top talent. And uh, they definitely needed that. So, in the, in the post-Cam Newton era, they definitely needed that. Um, Chicago Bears. Jalen Johnson, second-round cornerback. He has a shoulder injury, but he'll be ready for the season. And I think, you know, for, for guys like, you know, uh, Jalen Johnson who are dealing with injuries, this situation may be a blessing in disguise because it gives him that much more time to, to recover and, and get right before the season starts. So, um, he's you know, he's long, he's active, and he's going to push for a starting job as a rookie in Chicago in their secondary. Um, Cole Komet's a good player, but they got mad tight ends in Chicago. All right. They, you know, added Jimmy Graham, you know, um, you know, they, they needed some other stuff going on in Chicago, but Hey, you could never have too many tight ends. Right. Um, they didn't have a first round pick as a part of the, uh, Camille Mack, uh, trade with Oakland, excuse me, Las Vegas. Um, but still learned in a few, you know, decent players commits a good player, but was it really a need? Um, the kid Johnson's going to be a star. Um, Keep an eye on the guy they got in the fifth round. Pass rusher Travis Gibson. Keep an eye on him. All right. Cincinnati Bengals. Here we go. I said it. I said it. I'm not patting myself on the back or nothing like that. But for all the people who, as we got closer to this NFL draft, oh, the Cincinnati listening to offers. Who are they going to trade? If they're going to trade the number one draft pick. Man, knock it off. I understand y'all like to be dramatic. This is the, the era of, you know, being dramatic and trying to keep people in suspense and all that. Knock it off, man. Tell the truth to people. You know it. I know it. Cincinnati knew it. Roger Goodell knew it. Joe Burrow knew it. We all knew it. That the Bengals was going Joe Burrow number one in the draft. And what did they do? They took Joe Burrow as they should have. Now... For me, I'm looking at the Bengals different. They definitely have a situation at quarterback now. They're going to be all right. I think the Bengals are going to go to at least one Super Bowl with Joe Burrow as a starter. You heard it here first. The Bengals are going to go to one, at least one Super Bowl with him as their starter. Now, who are they going to play? You know, because, you know, the Bengals in their Super Bowl experience have experience against one team only. They played the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl twice. Okay, but I think that Joe Burrow, he's going to be a star, man. He's already got the playbook. He's already doing his numbers. So I don't know who these people were trying to fool or trying to kid or trying to pull the wool over their eyes. We all knew if you paid any attention, you knew that Cincinnati was going to take Joe Burrow. So I don't understand. And then now for all the people who were talking that nonsense about, oh, the Bengals may trade and <laughs> they take they're listening to offers and oh, my sources are telling you who's your sources, yo. Where your sources at now? They all got all fake mustaches in their house, right? Who's your sources? Talk to me. Because you had a lot of energy before this draft talking about Joe Burrow wasn't gonna go to Cincinnati or the Bengals are gonna accept the trade. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, yo. You know better than that. But, oh, well, you don't want to talk about that now. I'm here. Let's see. 954-246-0398. I know they needed a, a, a receiver in Cincinnati, but um, they took T. Higgins in the second round. 
He's a good player, um, but, you know, he's not the fastest guy in the world. But, you know, uh, I think you worry more about his hands, you know, his route running, you know, whether he, you know, he can, you know, he can be relied on as a receiver. Um, so I'm not worried about his speed. As long as he can catch the ball, he'll be all right. Um, you know, this team, you know, Cincinnati, this draft is definitely going to be decided by one player and one player alone, and that's Joe Burrow. Okay, he's going to be really, really good. Trust me when I tell you, Joe Burrow is nice. You know what I mean? When we put that emphasis on him, you know, we say, oh, yeah, he's nice. He's all right. You know what I mean? That means basically he's, you know, he's decent. But when you say, yo, he's, yo, this dude is nice, son. Yo, he's, he's that dude. All right? So also they drafted um, Logan Wilson in the third round. So that's also a move that will pay off. The Cincinnati Bengals are coming, yo. Trust me when I tell you, the Cincinnati Bengals, nobody wants to live because you know what? All these people are all, always hypnotized about what you did last year. They don't really think and look at, look at the big picture. You know what I mean? So I'm happy for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I'm happy that they got the guy that they wanted, the guy that they needed at this point because um, Andy Dalton was garbage. Andy Dalton was a bum. Straight like that. And I've been saying that for the last five or six years now. If you've been rocking with me and rocking with this show and rocking with this network, Andy Dalton wasn't that dude. But I'm very, very excited for Cincinnati. and I'm, I'm excited to see what Joe Burrow is going to bring to the situation. And, yeah, they're already saying he's ahead of the curve um, as far as, you know, getting, you know, learning the playbook and stuff like that. So he's going to be ready to dive right in. So it's going to be very exciting to see what happens in that ASU North. Um, the Cleveland Browns. All right, you know, they got a, a center in the fifth round, Nick Harris. Um, he's going to fit into what they do. Um, they need a center who's, um, you know, has some ability, who could move, um, you know, and he can wait with they got the guy J.C. Treader as the starter in, in Cleveland. So he can kind of like learn from him and, and, get it, and get everything together. So that's a definitely good pick for Cleveland Browns. Um, Grant Delpit, all right. You know, he you know did his numbers in 2018, but he didn't really play as well last year, okay? He didn't really tackle that well for LSU. Um, he's going to be an either-or guy. He could be a boom or he could be a bust, either-or, all right? Um, Cleveland had a lot of questions in this draft. Um, they got first-round pick Jedrick Willis. Is he going to move from the right tackle to the left side? Is uh, Delpit going to revert to his old ways of playing? And I think for me, um, the Cleveland Browns have a lot more questions than answers, especially coming off of last year. I think that they were put in their place. Um, you know, pride comes before the fall. You know, at this point last year, everybody was talking about the Cleveland Browns, having them in, you know, Super Bowl and playoffs and all this. It was crazy. But um, you didn't hear a peep out of anybody once, you know, the reality hit the table. And what I mean by that, the game started. Because we, you know, we had talks about this. Myself, Wacko, Bob, excuse me, Bob James, we had talks about this. You know what I'm saying? Um, you don't win the Super Bowl on paper. You know, nobody ever won the Super Bowl. Nobody ever will win the Super Bowl on paper. Okay? Um, Dallas Cowboys. They have a pick in the third round defensive tackle, Neville Gallimore. All right? Um, he's not really the biggest guy in the world, but he can push the pocket, and he plays with quickness. So you got to give it up for him on that note. Um, they had a lot of nice picks 
They had CeeDee Lamb in the first round. And if you watched the draft, you saw what happened when CeeDee Lamb got picked. All right. Um, he's going to be a good player, but, you know, they say he's, you know, Amari Cooper light. So they just paid Amari Cooper. So, again, here comes CeeDee Lamb. So you got CeeDee Lamb on one side and Amari Cooper on the other. And you got a quarterback in Dak Prescott who still haven't got paid yet. So, again, we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, the Cowboys look good by, you know, passing on a cornerback in the first round. And then they had Trevon Diggs faulting him in the second round. Um, you know, CeeDee Lamb is, is going to be good for them. But he's not a guy that's going to stretch the field like that. You know, they got a cornerback in the fourth round and Reggie Robinson, who could be a steal for the Cowboys. All right. Um, the Denver Broncos. They picked up McKelvin again in the third round, defensive tackle at Arkansas. Um, he did his numbers. He played on a very, very historically bad defense at Arkansas, but he was impressive enough to go in the third round at Denver. Um, in the second round, he picked up receiver K.J. Hamler. All right. They had a lot of other needs, um, and they took Jerry Judy from Alabama in the first round wide receiver. Um, this kid Hamler can get it. He can really fly, so it's really hard to doubt him. It's just that they had some other situation that they could have taken care of at that time. Um, John Elway, you know, he, you know, the president, the, the man, the, the, the man that drives the, the, the boat in, in Denver, he's taking a lot of criticism for his drafts, you know, and he deserves all the criticism that he gets. But I think that this was a good draft for him. Getting Jerry Judy was out the gate, was a great pick for him. Um, uh, a guy that, you know, Drew Locke who can, can get the ball to, and um, they're going to stretch the field, all right? And um, they added some other players who contribute and maybe start, okay? They got a third-round center. Watch this kid, okay? Because last year I talked about uh, Garrett Bradbury for the Vikings, the center that they got from North Carolina State. Watch this kid in Denver, third round, Lloyd Cushenberry. Remember that name, Lloyd Cushenberry, all right? He got selected in the third round by the Denver Broncos. All right, um, Detroit Lions, they got uh, Jordan Jackson in the third round, offensive guard. He's going to help in the run game. All right, he's going to push for time right away. Um, DeAndre Swift. Wow. I, I, I like DeAndre Swift. You know, he did his numbers at Georgia, and I think that, you know, Detroit always gets a running back, and next thing you know, he, you know, he falls off the face of the earth. Um. You know, they had other needs as well, but taking the running back that high was definitely a luxury. Um, a very good player, but not the right pick for them. All right? Um, but we'll see, you know, because, you know, they're always looking for the second coming to Barry Sanders, you know, because Barry Sanders was the second coming to, uh, you know, they had, you know, Barry Sanders, Billy Sims. They had some running backs in Detroit. So hopefully DeAndre Swift can, you know, um, give them something to um, be proud of and justify that second-round pick um, by the Lions. Um, they took Jeff Okuda in the first round. I think that was somebody that we talked about for the Detroit Lions. Um, they needed a corner. They took a corner. Um, again, you know, Detroit, for me, Detroit is going to be Detroit. You know what I mean? They're not going to, you know, blow you away. You know, and, 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 you know, with this much time, they, you know, they, it's not like they ever pick, you know, deep in the draft in the first round. It's always, you know, in, in the top six or seven picks in the draft, and they always end up in the same situations, like they're spinning their wheels. But I'm going to say this. 
Give DeAndre Swift a chance. Okay? And we'll see what happens. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. I got my man in the building with me, Bob James, in the house. Um, we're going to take a pause to the cause, and we come back. We're going to um, finish up with the draft, get the draft done, and we'll jump into the uh, Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. All right? This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. Sideline pass, you got the mayor in the house, man. Get at me on Twitter. I'm at RM Desk. I'm the man. Let's go. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. 
MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Thurio. So if you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Hey, So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
boom, boom, boom. We're back in the building, man. In your face and in your eye, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. You already know the flavor. You know how we give it up, man. You know what we do, man. You know, we, you know who we are. You know what we do. All right? Action VR Network in the building. All right? Powered by Spreaker.com and all that good stuff. We are discussing the 2020 NFL Draft. I got my man, Big Bob James, in the house, a.k.a. Mad Miami Bob. He's going to, you know, speak his mind about his Dolphins and uh, what he feels about the, the, uh, their draft in, in a hot minute. That's coming up real quick. Uh, let's run through a couple more of these teams, man, and get you covered, man, before we get into a discussion of the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. All right. Um, the Green Bay Packers, man, they selected uh, John Runyon in the sixth round. Uh, he played tackle in college, but he's going to probably move inside the guard. He should make a nice transition. He's a tough guy. He can handle it. Um, with Green Bay, man, they, they, they um, you know, traded up to take Jordan Love, quarterback, um, you know, people, you know, the eventual successor to Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, it, you know, people say, well, why do you do that when Aaron Rodgers can still play at a high level? What have we been saying for the last four or five years? Your quarterback is long in the tooth. You start thinking about the future. Don't dwell and sit and, you know, and, and, and do what you need to do. Instead, you know, uh, cut off your nose and spite your face. You know, I think Jordan Love was a good pick for them. You know what I mean? Somebody who could, you know, uh, step in if Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, gets hurt, knock on wood, or, or after, even after he retires. You know, um, I think that Aaron Rodgers is acting a little bit out of sorts. You know, he's kind of like, you know, and now he's the new Brett Favre. Because remember when Brett Favre was there and then and the Packers got Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre wasn't too happy about that. So I think they should give Jordan Love a chance. Um, I get they got A.J. Dillon running back from Boston College in the second round. Um, did they get one starter for 2020 in this draft? I don't think so. You know what I mean? But again, you know, the Green Bay Packers are, are going to be a team that people respect. It's not like the, the Packers are going to take uh, any any steps backwards. All right. Um, the Houston Texans, they picked up uh, defensive tackle Ross Blacklock in the second round. Um, he fills a major need for them. I think he's going to be a better pass rusher um, in the NFL than he was in college. Um, I think, you know, again, at the end of the day, man, they traded away the first pick in the draft to get Laramie Tunsil. I like Laramie Tunsil. And, 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 you know, and if you've been listening to this show, you know I like Laramie Tunsil. I'm big on that kid, man, regardless of how they try to play him out a couple of years ago in the draft, you know what I mean, with the marijuana thing or whatever. And, and I, I remember what I said then, and I'm going to repeat it again. I hope Laramie Tunsil has a 15-year career. And I hope he makes the three or four Pro Bowls. And and Bob is in the building. He could definitely, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, um, co-sign when I could co-sign, you know, that because that's what I said. And, I, and you know, the truth never changes. You know what I'm saying? So again, um, it cost them a lot of money, but we'll see. As long as they, you know, can keep, you know, uh, uh, um, Deshaun Watson on his feet, then they'll be all right. Um, they didn't have a lot of picks, you know, um, they had a guy in third round, Jonathan Greener should help them, you know, uh, on the defensive line as well. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, 
The Colts have a new quarterback in Philip Rivers. Okay, um, they took Jacob Eason in the fourth round. Um, he's got a big arm. He can learn from Philip Rivers. So I think that was a deep, very, very good pick for Indianapolis. All right. Um, I guess they kind of like this, you know, figured that, you know, Andrew Luck is going to stay retired. All right. Um, the idea of Jonathan Taylor going in the second round, I can't wait to see Jonathan Taylor, the kid from Wisconsin. All right. Even though they, they have Marlon Mack, you never can have too many running backs. Okay, I like Marlon Mack. I like what he does for the Colts, but I also like that pick of Jonathan Taylor. I can't wait to see what he does at the next level. Um, they traded their first-round pick, which was 13th overall, to San Francisco for DeForest Buckner. All right, so that's an instant upgrade as far as the, the defense is concerned. Um, they took um, receiver Michael Pittman. All right, um, they didn't. Re- they, they they did need a receiver, I guess, but taking Jonathan Taylor was a you know was a decent pick for them. But, uh, again, you know, you can never have too many running backs. And I'm a big T.Y. Hilton fan. So do what you need to do. Get Jacob Eason right. You know what I mean? Get Jonathan Taylor right. Hopefully Phillip Rivers can, you know, do his numbers. That team is built to win now. Okay? Great. You know, offensive line is going to protect Phillip Rivers. And, you know, defense will be now with DeForest Buckner. They're going to be a beast. All right? Um, Jacksonville. The Jaguars, they took C.J. Henderson, all right, and the first uh, first pick was, you know, the right move, um, basically, you know, to uh, uh, deal with that secondary, but he de- does need to step up his tackling game, all right? Um, ben Barch is a project. They got him in the fourth round. He is a really big. He comes from a small school. He's going to take him time to play, which is not, you know, a bad thing if they can, you know, let him, you know, develop. Um they filled a lot of needs with their first four picks. They added three defensive players and, you know, C.J. Henderson. They got Caleb uh, Vaughn, Sheffson in the first round. They got a uh, second-round receiver. They got LaVisca Chenault, okay? Keep an eye on quarterback Jake Newton for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know I'm killing their names. My bad. I'm sorry. I can read, y'all. Know what I mean? But, I'm, I'm, you know, I was writing this stuff down really, really fast. Um, Kansas City Chiefs. They got Willie Gay Jr. in the second round, um, first-round talent, some off-the-field issues at Mississippi State, and uh, Kansas City did have a need. All right? They picked up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round from LSU. Um, you know, Damian Williams is, is not, you know, chopped liver. But, again, you can never have too many running backs. And I like that kid, uh, uh, Edwards-Hilaire, out of LSU. He could catch the ball. He could do some things. Um, again, um, He's going to fit that offense. He's definitely going to fit what they do in Kansas City. Uh, Willie Gate could be a steal for them. You know, keep an eye on the Jerry Sneed from Louisiana Tech, who they got in the fourth round, who could also play cornerback. All right. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. Al Davis is like, yeah, baby, this is what you do. All right. First, they got Henry Ruggs, first round. He's going to be the Vegas version of Tyreek Hill. The AFC West is going to be crazy as far as, you know, speed receivers and opening up the field. They're taking it back to, you know, Daryl LaMonica days, all right? Um, They picked up Lynn Bowden in the third round. He's a receiver that plays in the slot. Um, He has talent, okay, Um, even though he's a bit of a project. Um, And they took, you know, rugs in the first round. So then you come back in the third round, take another receiver. 
again, you know, no disrespect to what they did in Las Vegas, man. Mike Mayock did his thing in his first draft. Um, you know, so it's hard to really doubt him. But uh, after, you know, picking up rugs, it's really some question marks in that draft. Um, a lot of people are questioning the, the selection of cornerback Damon Arnett. All right. He was their second pick in the first round. So, again, man, you know, the Raiders are doing for the Raiders. They're not doing for you. They're doing for them. All right. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers, they picked up Joshua Kelly in the fourth round from UCLA. Um, tough inside runner who will be a nice compliment to Austin Eckler. All right. So I don't think they're really going to miss Melvin Gordon. Um, Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. They traded back up into the first round to get him. Um, you know, whatever you do is whatever you do. These picks aren't going to really, you know, have be judged in, you know, for another two or three years. So, uh, Kenneth Murray did his numbers at Oklahoma. I liked him and, and hopefully he could work out in LA with the chargers. Um, Justin Herbert, that's the one that I'm kind of, you know, shaky on. Okay. They got him, you know, in the first round, they took him six overall. Um, and he's definitely got to be a star. Definitely. So he's got to step in that. And the last time I saw Justin Herbert was in the bowl game. I think it was the San Francisco Bowl. Justin Herbert was like, he had, was like a deer in the headlights. Like, what the hell is this? This is not the guy that everybody was talking about. He was supposed to be the top pick. So hopefully he can get his thing together, man. And, you know, Justin Herbert, man, he's, you know, a lot of weight is on his shoulders. Um, the Los Angeles Rams. Second round receiver, Van Jefferson. Um, you know, he's one of the best route runners in this draft. Hopefully he'll make Jerry Goff a little bit better because to me, in my eyes, Jerry Goff has kind of like fell off a little bit and he has some things to prove. Okay. Um, did they really need a running back in the second round? They got Cam Akers. Yeah, they did. You know what I mean? Cause Todd Gurley's not there anymore. All right. Um, they didn't have a first-round pick after, you know, trading the way to Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey. Um, but they did do a nice job of what they have. Um, they got great value in the third round. Just, so the Los Angeles Rams were a team that, you know, for me, um, their best, you know, their best chance got away from them. Okay? Everybody was talking about the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Los, and I said it, and Bob – um, it's about time for you to get on because you know what we get ready to do now with your Miami Dolphins next. But staying on the Rams for a second, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Jerry Goff. I've never been the biggest fan of Jerry Goff. He had a nice scene with the stuff that he had around him. You still couldn't get it done. You went to the Super Bowl. You got how many points in the Super Bowl? One, two, three. I'm going to say that again. How many points in the Super Bowl did the Rams get? You know, with that great offense in mind, that head coach and all of that. One, two, three. So, again, um, be thankful for little things. All right. Uh, as far as that goes, let me just jump in here and just say this one thing. Uh -oh, I agree, I agree with you with Jared Goff. I think I think some good picks were made, but again, Jared Goff, if he can't get it done, you got to blame him. Uh, you you can't coddle this guy much longer. I mean, you know, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm. I, I'm not trying to say I don't like Jared Goff, I mean, you know, but I will say this, you know, I didn't, I, I'm not putting him up there on my top echelon. They would have been better off, the Rams would have been better off going with, going with Carson Wentz, and it shows, it shows regardless mm. of Carson Wentz's injuries, there's a lot more that can mm -hmm. be done with Wentz than there can be done with Goff. I mean, you know, that's. Oh. Right. 
You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, don't go nowhere. Now is the time to show where um, Bob James is going to put on his uh, mad Miami Bob hat and talk about his Miami Dolphins, man. And uh, it's on you, Bob. I know you got a lot to say. Let's get it. Bob James, his Miami Dolphins draft review. And some people may hear this when they hear my show when I actually uh, draft, when I do the grades uh, for uh, the NFL draft, the overall grades. But I got to tell you, Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, is he going to be the best that you had since Dan Marino? Most likely he's going to be. As long as this man is fully recovered from his injuries. But the Dolphins themselves, they've got an obligation to protect him. And I don't think they did that with this draft. Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson are not guys ready to do this. Mm-hmm. How do you pick Austin Jackson and Robert Hunt with Josh Jones still out there? Josh Jones, to me, should have been talked about in the top four of uh, offensive tackles in this one. I mean, you know, and you know, and you know, a guy like Mackay Becton should have probably not been in that because Mackay Becton, in reality, and I, and I know I'm spoiling this one for you, for for you here when you talk about the Jets here in a little bit, Mackay Becton is really just going to be a three, four year player, and that's it. He's too big. His knees. He, he does have issues with his knees. You know, like I said, he's too big. I mean, you know, and so he's and he's not that athletic. So how much are you going to get out of him? Yeah, you're going to get a couple of good years. I mean, you know, we can only focus on the present. If you if you're the Jets, you're focusing on the present for what you can do for Sam Darnold now. I understand that, but that's a, again, that's another story. I know I, I went off into left field. I apologize. That's the same no, thing, though. That's the same thing that's going to go on with Austin Jackson because he's not. You know, he's he's still very raw. He's he was the youngest kid to come out on this one from USC. I mean, you know, he's done a lot. I mean, you know, has he done a lot? Yeah. Was he ready to go? Probably not. He needed he he you know, he needed to perfect his craft a little more. You know, and I, I don't know if that that was there in USC. I mean, I don't I I can't, I can't say anything. I'm not saying Austin Jackson and Robert Robert Hunt are not capable players. I just think that there was better to get if you're going to talk about protecting Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, you know, and I think if they, you know, and I think the Dolphins, the uh, dynamic for the Dolphins changed when they chose Noah Big Big Nagani, Gani from uh, from Auburn to be the cornerback. I think that situ- I think the dynamic changed a little bit there because I think they were aiming to get the center Caesar Ruiz, which went to, and you know and they, the Dolphins moved down. They would have still been better off getting, uh, you know, because they, they got corners, they would have been better off getting an Xavier McKinney. Why didn't they do that? And that's what I'm looking at. You, you, you did not fill spots properly. I don't know if these are guys that are fitting, fitting into a new system that is going through a whole culture change. The Dolphins are, be, are being reinvented here. But, man, you could have done better. The only picks that I will not come down on because they were done so low. And for all these people that are hating on Brandon Jones, the safety from Texas, get over it. Get over it. You know, Brandon Jones has capabilities and is coachable. That's why they chose him. You know, but the, the, but the two that really, really did not get me so upset that I liked were the later picks that to me were were probably the best graded 
for 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 B, an A or a B grade was Solomon Kinley with the fourth round pick. Dolphins moved up moved up a lot just to get him from you know, from the end, end of the fourth round to the it's close to the beginning of the fourth round just to pick this one up and in the fifth round getting Curtis Weaver the edge rusher from Boise State. Mm-hmm. I mean those were really the only two that really helped helped this this Dolphin team really not have something disappointing. These are players that are going to grow into their positions. I know that we are talking about the fact that this is a total rebuild, not just of a team, but it's a total rebuild even of the image of the Dolphins, what what they've been known for. So, I mean, you know, there's a whole lot going on. So they're building from the ground up. And that's where I got to look at this with the Dolphins. I mean, you know, I'm going to let you definitely get your thoughts in here on this one. But, man, you know, all I'm going to say is they got capable players. They just could have gotten better players. And that's what they needed to worry about. They need to understand all that. I don't want to be mad at Tua Tagle, though. I don't. I want to be wrong because this is my team I'm talking about. But when it comes down to it, you had to do better than what you did, especially when now you're building around this guy now. Mm-hmm. Simple yeah. as that. <laughs> well, you know, Bob, Bob put it down. And let it know. Let, let it be known. That's his squad. So again, at the end of the day, man, um, you know, nobody knows your squad like you. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I mean, as far as you know, um, Noah Ig, what's his Ig Ben Nogine? Okay, I, I think, think a big Nogine is how he says his name. I think that's how it's said. Okay. Um, you know, he's he's competitive. He's fast. Um, you know, with a little bit of time, he's going to be, you know, pretty decent back there. Austin Jackson, oh, wow. You know, he's a project, like you said. Um, but again, it's going to take some time. So, that I mean, that's what rebuilding does. It takes time. Um, Tua, I think Tua is going to, you know, you know, 2020 is dead for him. I think you'll see him in 2021. Um, you know, I'm not really a, a bit really big concerned about the medicals because if the medicals were, you know, any red flags at the medicals, I don't think they would have, you know, touched him. But I think that, you know, now that they got him, he can, you know, relax. He, you know, he's on a team now and he can worry about, you know, 2021. Focus on that. Um, they got Robert Hunt in the second round. He's going to be a skill. I like him. Um, we talked about Jason Strobridge. He's going to be a good player. I think, you know, this draft is, is contingent on not for me. It's not contingent on Tua because Tua is not going to play until twenty twenty one. So again, if you could be competitive and if you could be respectable, and again, Miami might be a team that you know can surprise some people and do some things. So they did some things in free agency. So again, you know, this draft just supplements kind of what they did in free agency. So we'll, you know, we'll see what goes on with the Dolphins, man. Um, Minnesota Vikings. They took Ezra Cleveland in the second round offensive tackle. Um, you know, he's the guy that, that deserved to get taken in the first round. Um, they got him in the second round, so it's a value for them. He's going to be around for a long time. He's going to play next to um, the guy I talked about earlier, um, um, Gary Bradbury, the center. So they, they're, doing, they're, they're doing some things for their offensive line, and I think that's a good thing for um, Devin, uh, Devin Cook. You know what I mean? Um, so again, I think that, um, what, what Minnesota is doing is they're, they're, uh, making it happen. They had 15 picks in the draft. All right. They did a nice job of moving, you know, using most of them. They got Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU in the first round, which fills that immediate need after Stephon Diggs was traded to Buffalo. 
Um, Gladney could be a star if he stays focused. Keep an eye on that linebacker they got in the fourth round, Troy Dye, who's really quick sideline to sideline, all right? Um, the New England Patriots, they really didn't do much. They traded down out of the first round. You know, they took, you know, second and third round picks. They got 10 picks over three days. They took a tight end in the third round, Devin Asasi. Um, You know, he could really do his thing. He could run and um, do what he needs to do. Um, second round, so Josh Uche went a little bit high. But I think that, you know, Bill Belichick, this was a, you know, this was a, uh, you know, uh, they slept through this draft. The Patriots slept, walked through this draft. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. We'll see what happens with them in the post-Tom Brady era. Um, the New Orleans Saints, they picked up Zach Bond in the third round. Linebacker, he's going to be a good player. Versatile one for the defense. He can play inside and outside, and he's tough. They traded up to get him, so he has to justify that pick. Um, Bob talked about Cesar Ruiz a little bit earlier. Um, you know, the Saints got him. Um, you know, again, you have to protect your franchise, and Drew Brees is the franchise. So, you know, you have to really, really be – interior, you have to be solid. So, again, um, I think that was a decent pick for New Orleans, man. Uh, Larry Warford in the final year of his deal at right guard. But um, I think, you know, Ruiz, you know, once he gets his thing situated, um, he's going to be, you know, um, better off as playing a center. All right? Um, they got Adam Trotman in the third round. He should be an early, uh, early uh, contributor for the New Orleans Saints. The New York Giants. All right? Um, Andrew Thomas. They took him fourth overall. The tackle from Georgia. Definitely the right move. We talked about that. Uh, even though I wanted them to take – the kid Isaiah Simmons, I'm not mad at them taking Andrew Thomas, who's a guy who can, you know, provide some added protection for, da for Daniel Jones, and he could add some blocking for Saquon Barkley. So, again, the Giants did their thing. Um, you know, Matt Pert in the third round in the tackle. Uh, they got Xavier McKinney. I think that he's going to really help them out. He's going to help them out in, 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 in the defense because he's a playmaker, right? Um, the Jets, you know, uh, they got, uh, Ashton Davis in the third round. He's a safety. Um, again, you know, going on back there with Jamal Adams and Marcus May is definitely a pick for the future. Uh, again, you know, he's a guy that maybe Greg Williams can, you know, move around and get creative with a little bit. Um, they got third round pass rusher Jabari Zaniga. He has some ability, but, um, again, you know, the Jets are going to be the Jets. They got Makai Becton in the first round. Um, they took these, you know, this kid is, the, whew, he's a, a monster, real big dude. And then they added some help for Sam Dar uh, Darnold with Denzel Mims in the second round, a wide receiver. Okay, they had to get somebody, you know, to replace uh, the kid Robbie Anderson. All right, they had to replace him. So they got Denzel Mims, which is a good look. And I think, that, again, man, the Jets, you know, they're going to be on one of those teams, man. What are you going to do? New England is kind of abdicating the throne. So, you know, they're leaving it up to you. If you're going to step in and fill in, this is your chance to do it right now. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, in the third round, they took Davion Taylor, freakish athlete, track star. That tells you all you need to know about his speed. He's going to fit perfectly with the way the game is played right now. Um, Jalen Hurts in the second round. Whew, that kind of tells you all you need to know about their situation with Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz is not going anywhere, but you don't know what you're going to get with Carson Wentz, man. He's a headache away from missing a season, and that's just really how to put it. 
and a lot of people didn't understand the pick of Jalen Hurts. You could use Jalen Hurts in more ways than one. So if you think about it, you can use Jalen Hurts in more ways than one. He could be insurance for Carson Wentz, or he could do some things, you know what I mean? So, again, um, if you see both of those guys on the field at the same time, watch out. All right? Um, Jalen Rieger, first-round wide receiver, he's going to do some things for them in their offense. Hopefully he can hold on to the ball because, again, the Eagles have you know, run through wide receivers like crazy. All right? They traded to get Marquise Goodwin from the 49ers to add some more speed. Um, again, keep an eye on fourth-round safety, Kayvon Wallace. That's a potential steal for them. Um, six, you know, the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, they took Kevin Dotson in the fourth round. He's going to be a good player. He's tough, he's physical, and he can you know, make, you know, make it happen at the point of attack. Um, Chase Claypool in the second round, eh, you know, it is what it is with the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. And, you know, again, they, you know, make themselves look good with their picks at wide receiver. You can never sleep on Pittsburgh and what they do at wide receiver. Um, they traded away their first round pick, okay, last year to get, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins, which was a, you know, a good move. Mika Fitzpatrick stepped right in to help that defense out. And, um, again, you know, Alex Highsmith, the third-round linebacker, he's going to help them out. San Francisco 49ers, okay, they got Brandon Ayuk, a first-round wide receiver. He's going to be a playmaker in that offense. He also can do some things once he catches the ball, all right? Um, they did add two good players in defensive tackle, Javar Kinlaw, okay, and Kinlaw and, and Ayuk in the first round. Um, they, they, they got Trent Williams. They finally got him out of Washington, all right? Because Joe Staley was is retiring. Respect to Joe Staley. Had a very, 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 very nice career. Um, but I think that Trent Williams is going to play with a chip on his shoulder. Now he's out of Washington. Everybody you know, knows that Trent Williams uh, does his thing and what he brings to the table. So now, hopefully, that he can, you know, he's out of that situation in Washington. He can get like a fresh start in San Francisco and, and, and help protect Jimmy G and that offensive line. Um, Seattle Seahawks. They picked up Kobe Parkinson in the fourth round. He's going to be a nice red zone target for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, he's six foot seven, and he can go up and get the ball. All right, um, Dow Taylor. All right, he's got you know length. He's got speed. Um, he's more of a project. You know what I mean? So you know he'll see some 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 action, but hope you know probably down the line, not immediately. Um, they got first-round linebacker Jordan Brooks. He's got future star potential. He fits that defense perfect. Um, you know, Damian Lewis, they took him in the third round. He could be an early starter in his career. But, again, man, you know, John Schneider, you know, and the Seattle Seahawks always seem to come out, you know, um, looking good after, you know, their, their, their draft situations. Now, we get to my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got Antoine Winfield Jr. in the second round, okay? I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna jump out the window with this pick because you know, um, and 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 uh, Bob James could tell you when we had got Vernon Hargraves. I was really high on Vernon Hargraves. If you go back and listen to the tapes of the old shows, I love Vernon Hargraves. Now Vernon Hargraves is in Houston, so hopefully Antoine Winfield can you know do what he does. He's young, he has range, but we'll see. All right, they picked up Keyshawn Bond. Very good running back. Um, I think that, you know, Tom Brady's going to be handing the ball off to Ronald Jones the third, who I think he's due. Ronald Jones the third is due for a monster season. 
and hopefully he could do that. And Keyshawn Vaughn just add some depth in that um, in that running back situation for my Buccaneers. They traded up one spot to land uh, tackle Tristan Worse, which they had to do that. They had to get somebody on the offensive line to protect Tom Brady. He's going to start right away. He's going to be an immediate starter on the right side. Um, again, so I think that my bucket is did decent in the draft. Um, you know, everybody now is, is you know is, is paying attention to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is always a beautiful thing. But again, um, I'm I'm not really with the Tom Brady thing. And you got Rob Gronkowski. Like what? Like I'm, and you know me, Bob. I've been a Buccaneers fan since 1976. Man, nobody's gonna take that away from me. You know what I mean? So I'm always going to speak uh, about my team in the most realistic you know, point of view that I can give. Because I've seen, I've seen everything with the Buccaneers, okay? Um, I just, you know, expect that that bandwagon is going to get real heavy. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people expecting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to do big things as I am. You know what I mean? But I don't want it to be just because of Tom Brady. I want my, my offense to be right. I want my defense to be right. You know what I mean? Special teams, we can do what we need to do, man. So, again, um, I'm, I like my Buccaneers, man. So, I'm not going to, you know, um, really, really be you know, all happy and jumping out the window because we got Tom Brady. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to sit back and watch. I hope Tom Brady does what he does. You know what I mean? I don't wish no bad luck on him because he's on my team now. But, again, I don't want it to be because of him. I don't want it to be in spite of him either. All right? Um, Tennessee Titans. They got a great value in the second round, cornerback Christian Fulton, okay? Um, he could have been around in the first round for them, but decent pick. He got down in the second, and he's there. Um, they picked up Larell Murchison in the fifth round, defensive tackle. Worth taking the chance, fifth round pick, hey. Um, they got tackle Isaiah Wilson, okay, in the first round. They got Fulton in, in, the, in, in the second round. Um, it is what it is with Tennessee. Taking a, a running back in the third round is a luxury, but they do like to run the ball. And Darrington Evans is a really good player. So that, that speaks to what um, Derrick Henry's future is going to look like in Tennessee. All right. Um, the Washington Redskins, Chase Young, big-time pass rusher. He's going to be a Pro Bowl player early in his career, hopefully as a rookie. I like this pick for Washington. Shout-out to my man, Rev T. I know he's jumping out the window. All right. Um, they didn't have a second round pick because they traded back into the first round to get Montez Sweat last year. So they got Montez Sweat on the defensive line. They got Chase Young on the defensive line. Whew. I mean, you know, on paper, well, we talk about that on paper thing. Washington Redskins look like they're going to really, you know, put some pressure on quarterbacks and things of that nature. So we'll see what happens. They landed uh, running back Antonio Gibson. Okay, they got uh, offensive tackles to Deke Charles. Um, both of those guys are, are, are decent. They got a receiver in the fourth round, Antonio Gandy-Golden, and who has a really good chance to be a solid player. So that's our um, 2020 NFL Draft review. Um, get at us, man. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter at RMDesk. You got Action uh, After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. That is the official name of the group on Facebook. I repeat. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. That is the official name of our Facebook group. You can come get down with us, um, leave your opinion, 
Um, you know, we always, you know, you know, love when people join. We've been getting a lot of new members lately, so that's a beautiful thing. So rock out with us, man. All right? After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We're going to take another pause for the cause, man. And when we come back, um, we're going to, you know, recharge our, uh, our batteries a little bit, and we're going to get into The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary that is being aired on ESPN and Netflix. And then, you know, we got the three-minute rant popping. All right? This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got your man, the mayor, and Bob James in the building. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that... We change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution.
Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! One, two, three! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My, 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 my music hits me so hard. Makes me say, oh my lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I doing? Touch this. Yeah, that's how we living, and you know you can't touch this. Look in my eyes, man. You can't touch this. Yo, let me bust the funky lyrics. Fresh new kicks and bands. You got it like that. Now you know you want to dance. So move out of your seat and get a five girl and catch this beat while it's rolling. Hold on, pump a little bit and let the noise go on like that, like that.
touch this. You can't touch this. Break it down.
some get I buy. I saw this girl, she gonna rock my world, and I had to adjust my fly. She looked at me and smiled and said, you have plans for the night? I said, hopefully if things go well, I'll be with you tonight. So we turned into a house, one thing led to another. I get in the door, I go hit the floor, I looked up and it was a mother. I didn't know what to say, I was hanging by a string. She said, hey you too, I was once like you and I like to do the wild thing. Something like this. Hit it. Tina, 
I asked the guy why he's so fly, except Funky Comadina. Chicks. Put a little Medina in your glass and the girls will come real quick. It's better than any alcohol or aphrodisiac. A couple of sips of this love potion and she'll be on your lap. So I gave some to my dog when he began to beg. And then he licked his bowl and he looked at me and did a wild thing on my leg. He used to scratch and bite me before he was much, much meaner. But now all the poodles run to my house for the funky cold Medina. You know what I'm saying? I got every dog in my neighborhood breaking down my door. I got Spuds, McKenzie, Alex, and Strohs. They won't leave my dog alone with that Medina pal. I went up to this girl. She said, hi, my name is Sheena. I thought she'd be good to go with a little funky cold Medina. She said, I like a drink. I said, mm, well, I'll go get it. And then a couple of sips, she go lick the lips, and I knew that she was with it. So I took her to my crib, and everything went well as planned. If you don't know, now you know. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. Man, that's our official name on Facebook, man. All right? So um, there's a lot of After Further Reviews out there. Shout out to my man Steve Tower. All right, shout out to the other groups, but there's only one after further review, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We had to throw the 2.0 on there and all of that, man. So, again, we have to be a little bit different than the others, man. So that's how we do it. That's how we give it up. Feel free to come get down with us, man. The group is open, man. Come get down. We had a lot of you know new people in the group and stuff like that. Um, not a really hell of a lot going on in the world of sports right now, but we, we, we in there. So if you got some topics you want to discuss and things of that nature, feel free to drop your vibes, man. After further review 2.0, AKA the sideline pass. That's what you locked into right now, man. Actually, our network is holding me down. I got my man, Bob James behind the boards, AKA mad Miami. Bob is in the house. Um, shout out to the whole crew, man. Uh, my man, Sonny Cruz, we got to chop it up, man, the other night, man. That was a good look. I appreciate you, man. You know what I mean? We really didn't get into the conversation about um, our Buccaneers, but we definitely will. I hope you're good out there wherever you are. All right, my man, Chuck Skull, uh, Miss Cat. You know what I mean? I hope the whole unit is is, is okay, man, de- dealing with what we got to deal with, man. Um, we talked about the 2020 NFL draft. All right, we went through, you know, each and every team because that's how we give it up. Uh, now we're going to get into um, this documentary, man, The Last Dance. Um, it's talking about, you know, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, um, you know, and their quest for a sixth uh, NBA title, you know, the things that they had to go through. Um, this, these NBA titles were achieved through uh, two separate three-peats, okay? Um you know, it was, you know, a great success for the city of Chicago, um, you know, but my thing is this, you know, in watching the documentary, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's, you know, I knew everything and nah, not at all. A lot of stuff it reinforced, um, you know, those games I remember watching, but like the behind the scenes stuff, I didn't know nothing about it and you didn't either until this documentary came out. So knock it off. All right. 
But um, again, it's very, very entertaining. It's very enlightening. Um, you get to see, you know, you know, these NBA players being real. And when I say being real, Jordan sitting up there, you know, talking like a regular person. You know what I mean? Not trying to, you know, not being the TV Michael Jordan. Just being the regular Michael Jordan. Like yo, you know, these dudes was, you know, you know, he's dropping f bombs and all of that. You know, I was just being real with him, man. You know what I mean? And I can appreciate that. Um. These, you know, new new kids, the new kids on the block, the the youngsters, the you know, the the um, millennials, whatever you want to call them, man, they will put anything that they can to knock Michael Jordan and in his you know his accolades. Um, LeBron James, cool. I hope you're learning about Michael Jordan in this you know documentary that's being presented on ESPN and it's on Netflix. So you can check it out on Netflix too. A lot of people say, and I think that they say this to try to either, you know, this, you know, disparage the career of Michael Jordan and try to big up LeBron. Like, um, who did Michael Jordan, you know, win his title? Who did he beat to get his titles? Are you, are you serious? Are you serious right now? You can't be, you know, that's just, that's just, you know, nonsense. That's like saying, you know, to me, that's like the same thing as saying like Tupac invented the question mark. It's nonsense. You pulling stuff out of your ass. Excuse my French. And don't do that over here. You shouldn't do that at all when it comes to this sports stuff. Every, you, have, you have your right to your opinion. But if you can't stand on your square and justify your opinion and, and, and speak and put some substance to your opinion, you just talking. And that's what makes these other these young cats and these other cats who can't really carry a conversation because they know no better. It makes them mad when we bring substance to this conversation. So what I wanted to talk about real quick, man, was the the players that Jordan had to beat to get to his NBA titles. Because according to these cats, these new cats, Jordan played a bu- against a bunch of plumbers. And, and, and truck drivers and, and all of that, which is totally not true. All right? So I'm just going to go throw six superstars at you who did not win an NBA title because of Michael Jordan. Number one, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was one of the best and most popular players of the era. Barkley made 11 all-star teams, 11 all-NBA teams, and was the MVP in 1993. Made the Hall of Fame in 2006, but he don't have no rings. Went to the finals, true, but he got no rings. And Jordan and the Chicago Bulls are a big reason why. They went to the, uh, Barkley went to the finals with Phoenix in 1993. And that, that Bulls team was dominant. Even though the Suns did put up a good fight in that series, all right, they won, actually won two games in that series from the Bulls. But the Bulls, I think that was a you know that '93 Bulls team was a one of their one of their best teams. Okay, Jordan was dominant through that series. He averaged 41 points. Okay, of course he was named Finals MVP. All right, but before those '93 Finals, Barkley had went up against the Bulls in the postseason two other times in 1990 and '91 as a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. Both times the Bulls beat them four games to one in the Eastern Conference Semis. All right, number two, Carl Malone. 
I'm not a big Carl Malone fan, so I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. I really, I'm never really bothered with Carl Malone. All right, um, Utah Jazz second most points in league history, two NBA, two MVPs, ninety-seven to ninety-nine. Two Olympic gold medals, fourteen All Star teams, eleven All NBA first teams, Hall of Fame in two thousand ten. All right, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not really a big Carl Malone fan. All I know is that when they went up against the, the Chicago Bulls in the um, ninety seven finals, they lost. And then they went into the finals against the Bulls again in ninety eight, they lost. So again, um, you know, Carl Malone even stuck around for a little bit longer and went to the finals again. Okay, when he was with the Lakers in 2004. All right? So, again, man, like, they, like my man, like man Rasheed Wallace said, the ball don't lie, baby. The ball don't lie. Okay? John Stockton. You can't talk about Malone without mentioning Stockton. Stockton, 10-time All-Star, one of the best point guards in NBA history, um, league all-time leader in assists and steals. Um, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2009. Um, again, his best chance to win the title was in 97 to 98 couldn't get it done. Uh, Reggie Miller. Okay. Nobody talks about that. Reggie Miller. They, you know, they did their thing and they got as close as any team did. All right. To the throne in the bulls. They had the bulls seven games in the 98 Eastern conference finals. Okay. No team that faced up against Chicago in the finals during the nineties was able to go to a seventh game, but Reggie Miller and his Pacers took the Bulls to a seventh game okay, in the Eastern Conference Finals, all right? The Bulls won the game, of course, prevented Reggie Miller from going to um, the finals, all right? They went on to win the title that year, that third straight, sixth overall, um, which was their last title, all right? Um, remember the Pacers um, and Reggie Miller went back to the finals again in 2000 against the Los Angeles Lakers after Jordan had retired for the second time, all right? Um, and that Los Angeles Lakers team was led by Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant, and they lost four games to two. Right, um, Reggie Miller went to the Hall of Fame in 2012. Patrick Ewing, New York Knicks. You know they had two chances to win a title when Jordan was retired in '94, and they played the Houston Rockets while Jordan was, you know, uh, swinging and missing at curveballs with the White Sox, and you know, and in '99, okay, the year after Jordan had played his last game for the Bulls, the Knicks couldn't get it done. '94, uh, you know, John Starks two for 18. You know what I mean? 99, Patrick Ewing was hurt. That's the year we had Spreewell. We played the Spurs in the finals, and we lost in five games. Um, and, you know, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really one of the biggest Patrick Ewing fans in the world because I, you know, was there, and Patrick Ewing always said, give me the ball. I want the damn ball. When he got the ball, he didn't do nothing with it. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Sean Kemp. Okay, remember, Sean Kemp and the Seattle Supersons with Gary Payton. All right, they played the Bulls in '96 in the finals. They lost to Jordan and them in six games. They didn't really show up in that finals until Game Three. I remember that so well. I'm like, what is going on with the Seattle SuperSonics? Okay, that Chicago Bulls team could have been had. And I remember specifically one play: Gary Payton threw a half court alley oop to Sean Kemp, and that's when the series started for Seattle. Game Three, they were already down two games to none. Okay, and Gary Payton threw a half-court alley-oop to Sean Kemp, and that's when the, the series really got serious, all right? Because it ended up being a six-game series. Um, it ended up being, you know, Sean Kemp's only, you know, appearance in the finals, and that was the last one for the Seattle Supersonics before they moved to Oklahoma City, all right? So, 
I think that those six players right there, those not chopped liver. Those guys are, you know, you know, uh, Olympic gold medalists. You know what I mean? Uh, Hall of Famers, all of that. Give me six players from the LeBron James era that can equate or come close to those six players that I named. Okay, get at me. I'm on Twitter at RMDeaths. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass on Facebook. Get at me. Let me know what it is. All right? Um, we're about to get into the three-minute rant, man, before we get up out of here. The three-minute rant starts right now. All right? Um, tonight's three-minute rant, I want to talk about Jameis Winston. All right? He is now a quarterback, backup quarterback for New Orleans Saints. All right? Um, again, you know, this dude, you know, and I am going to have my piece of humble pie probably later on. I'll put it in the oven, put some whipped cream on it. You know what I mean? But um, I was and still am to a certain degree a Jameis Winston fan because Bob James could tell you, Sonny could tell you, all you know, uh, uh, Sean Stewart, all these guys can tell you. I was beating these guys in the head talking about, yo, Jameis Winston is going number one to Tampa Bay. And Jameis Winston went number one to Tampa Bay. And his first NFL pass was a pick six. And that was a portent of things to come. Couldn't get it done. Five years. We gave this dude five years. I don't want to hear about he was the youngest one to have 15,000 yards. and or that, I don't, that, that matters a damn. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. All I wanted to do was win. And I think that we got in our own way because of Jameis Winston. I don't want to hear about he couldn't see and all of that. You know what I mean? He finally got the, you know, the, the surgery on his eyes. I hope that helps him out. But now he's going to be sitting behind Drew Brees. So I know that does something to his psyche. You know what I mean? Because I know, you know, even when he was at Florida State, he had a propensity to give the ball away. You know what I'm saying? So now that, you know, five years, you know, you got to look at it like, wow, man, we, you know, we, we, we rode this as far as we can go. I think one of the um, the turning points in, you know, Jameis Winston being, you know, let go by Tampa Bay was the point that, you know, now outside of the 30 interceptions, 30-plus interceptions, I'm not giving this dude $30 million. Knock it off. If you can get it, God bless you. But you're not getting it from me. Straight like that. Because what did you do to earn it? You're sucking on your fingers, talking about we eat W's. When is that going to happen? So I wish you all the luck in the world. Um, you know, you're going to get along well with Taysom Hill and all of that. But, um, you know, go get some rings with splinters with you down in New Orleans so you could pick them splinters out your butt because you're going to be sitting on the bench for a long time. Because Drew Brees is the man. Drew Brees is going to be the man. Um, I'm not going to say anything bad about Jameis Winston, but, I, I, you know, Bob will tell you, I, you know, I, I – I jumped in front of them bullets for Jameis Winston because I was so convinced that this dude was going to help us get to the next level. You know what I mean? But somebody got to the next level and it wasn't us, you know? Um, and so I just feel like, you know, you know, you know, fresh start, a new situation. And now I think like I told, you know, Bob behind the scenes, at least now, Jameis Winston will be completing some passes to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Yo, um, and, and that's basically it, man. That's the three-minute rant. We're about to get up out of here, man. Um, great show, man. Once again, my man, Bob James, I appreciate you. Uh, Mad Miami Bob in the building. 
Um, shout out to everybody, man. We do our thing every Tuesday night, 8 to 10 p.m., man. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You can get at me, man, on Twitter at RMDesk. Get at me, man, on Facebook. The name of the group, after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Um, we do our thing, man. Um, check me out in my crew, No Knockoffs Radio, Friday, Saturdays, and Sunday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. We get it in hard body karate. You already know the fives, man. You know how we rock. You know how we give it up. So with that being said, I'm going to get up out of here, man. Make sure y'all, you know, stay safe. All right. Do what you have to do. Take care of the kids, man. Take care of, you know, your moms and all those people that, you know, took care of you. Now, it's, you know, it's your turn for real, for real. Do what you got to do. All right. Um, shout out to Adrian. You know what I mean, Jordan's going to be all right. Um, and shout out to you, man. We hope to see y'all here next week, man. Um, and that's basically it, man. We about to get up out of here, man. It's after further review 2.0, AKA the sideline pass. We out. Peace. Get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right.